trip, your little trip that you wanted to go on. Usually, a lot of people do that when they get older. They start going on trips, vacations, and things. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mouth Sword Ministries. I'm your host, Timothy Aaron, and I'm joined with Rhonda K. You know, we're going to be talking about a few topics today. We're going to talk about loneliness. We're going to talk about Christmas, which just passed yesterday. And we're going to talk about um, the mark of the beast. Okay. Uh, but before we get started, we're going to uh, open up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another day uh, you have given us of uh, life, health, and strength. Uh, food, clothing, shelter, uh, mercy, and grace. Uh, we just thank you and praise you for who you are and what you have done and what you are going to do. Uh, we give you praise, glory, and honor. In the mighty, wonderful, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. We was uh, talking about loneliness just a second ago, so I decided to go ahead and hit record. But yeah, uh, loneliness around the holidays can be tough. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, some people, they really take it hard. You know, they they get depressed because they ain't got nobody, you know. And uh, so what are we supposed to do about loneliness? Um, how are we supposed to handle loneliness? Because it can happen sometimes before you know it. You know, uh, you can be in a relationship and it can go sour. And now you find yourself by yourself and. You don't cut off a lot of people to be with that person. Now that person's gone. What do you do? You know, or you know, or you can be an older person who uh, might be a widow or a widower. Your spouse just died, and then the kids are living in another city or going to college or to the military or something. And now you by yourself. All of a sudden, you got syndromes like em- emptiness syndrome and stuff. You know, how do you handle loneliness, and what are you supposed to do? Um, I'm thinking about the Bible when it says it's it's not good for man to be alone in the, in Genesis chapter one or chapter two. And when God made man, you know, He said it's not good for man to be alone. And that's what we were just talking about how the word man doesn't just mean male, but it means human being. It's not good for a human being to be alone, male or female. And uh, so. How do people handle that? It, 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 when you look at the, the original example, when God said it's not good for man to be alone, then he made somebody, a, a, a female for the man, for the male, you know, so that they can have each other, you know, so they won't be alone. So what are we supposed to do today when you find yourself dealing with loneliness? It sounds like to me the answer is to try to, you know, find somebody, uh, whether you old or young, you know, male or female. You know, if you if if loneliness is is really weighing heavy on you, it's time to get up and find somebody. You can't just isolate yourself and expect, you know, your loneliness to go away. Yeah. You know, it's not going to go away. So. You have to go ahead. But sometimes it's easier said than done. You know, Mm -hmm. people say, well, you should do this. You should do that. I get that. You I mean, but sometimes it's easier said than done because people have their guards up. They don't trust everybody. They've been hurt by so many people by the human race, you know, nowadays that they kind of don't want to, you know, be around anybody, you you know, and then they might have just lost somebody recently. They don't want to just get out. 
but I do think that it is good to interact with other folks and get out and stuff like that. I do think that, but it's kind of hard sometimes. Right. You know? So, so it seems like to me it has to do with the, the, the pressure of the loneliness. How, how high is the pressure? Because if the pressure is really high, then you're going to have to risk, you know, take that risk in, in meeting someone new. Yeah, you that's know, true. Um, and it can just be a friend. It don't necessarily have to be a husband or a wife, but it could be a friend, you know, yeah. and you ain't got to, you ain't got to, um, you know, just tell them all your business up front right away, right. you know, because good relationships, they form over time. Right. But uh, we, you have to um, just get out there, take a chance right. if you if your loneliness is that severe, because it's not good. It's really not because you get depressed. I can I can speak for myself. I've been in situations where I get lonely sometimes when you're not when you're not there, and you like the kids are all the way in Atlanta, so it's kind of hard sometimes, you know. So I have found myself getting into a depression, but I also know that you know God is not gonna put no more on me than I can bear. I was, you know I know that for a fact. So mm-hmm. amen. You know. I just find myself getting out more, working out, mingling, mingling, finding, you know, people to talk to. I may not do some of the things that they do, cause I'm, but I, I still get out more than mm-hmm. what I used to. Yeah. And, you know, you can get out different places, you know, maybe mm-hmm. there might be a church event or, or a gym you can join and go work out. or It don't have to be something ungodly, you know, because that's the other thing. Um, what I what I've come to learn is is when it comes to um, doing things right, you got to be proactive. You know, you gotta you gotta give yourself the right alternative first, mm-hmm. because if you don't, then the devil's gonna offer you an alternative. Right, you know? right. You know, that's the same thing with um with sex. Um, Apostle Paul said uh, it's better to marry than to burn. Mm-hmm. You know. And so he's he's talking about burning them lust, you know, burning that way. You don't want to let it get to that point. You don't want to let your loneliness get to that point, you know. So you got to be proactive when you're good. Mm-hmm. You don't want to wait till you get right. stressed out and frustrated over it, right. you know. Because that gives the devil access Place. to get in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the battle will be in the mind and mm-hmm. stuff like that because that gives him the opportunity to come through. You're right about right, that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so – you know that that goes that goes for like like I said, men and women, you know, young and old. You know, you gotta gotta think about those things because those things, are, you know, they they real. Mm-hmm. You know, real. you might be good right now, but you know, if you got that brother or sister that you haven't talked to in a while, you might want to start talking to them a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, because you might you might need their their conversation in their company one day. You know, so, but um. Yeah, that's something to think about. And, and like I said, proactive. A lot of times, you know, we we don't deal with things until they come. Right. And, and that's not the way to be. Sometimes, you know, you gotta you gotta deal with things before they come. Sometimes, you know. So, yeah, that's a good something to think about. Um, then I got something else. Mm-hmm. You said earlier before. You said that Adam. Mm-hmm. You said that it doesn't necessarily mean. Adam, right? Like the name Adam. Yeah, let me explain so. that. It's it, it. What it looks like to me is that um, the word Adam just means human. Mm. 
That's all it means. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean the name of the first man. I didn't know that. Right. Uh, I know when you read it in, in uh, Genesis, sometimes uh, you'll see the name Adam and it's capitalized as if that was his name, his right. real name, but not necessarily. You know, that just means man, because uh, the Hebrew word for for human being, for man, for the human race is Adam. You know, and so the translators just made that his his, like his first name, you know, Adam. But it's just really talking about people, the human race, the beginning of the human race, mankind, you know. So, yeah. So when he said it's not good for man to be alone, he's saying it's not good for humans to be alone. Mm -hmm. It's not good for mankind to be alone, Mm -hmm. you know, because in like in the animal world, some animals are loners. Like 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 tigers, they loners. They don't they don't have families and they don't raise families and and stay like a male female children and stuff like lions do. Right. But tigers, they 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 are what it's a word for it. But they they stay to themselves and they hunt for themselves and they live for themselves. They loners, you know. Mm-hmm. But and then some animals, they are groupies. They got to be with a family, you, you be know. With family, yeah. And so and that's what he's saying about man. Or the human race. It's not good for the human race, man, Adam, to be alone. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, it says Adam, mm-hmm. and then God took a rib from him and made Eve. Mm-hmm. So that means just one. Well, it means one what? Male, right? Well, it's just, it's just talking about human. Yeah, it's but just Adam was a male. I mean, in the beginning, I'm talking about like in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? You're right. Because he took a rib from him to make woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I was just, okay. I got it. Right. So this is all the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, so this is the starting place. Right. Mm-hmm. In the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I see what you said. Mm-hmm. That was the starting place mm-hmm. when he took the rib from, um, when Adam, when God took the um, rib from Adam and made woman, right, right? Right. And then down some verses down is where when he said it's not good for man to be alone. To, right. Mm-hmm. But it, that's that's why he made Eve because Adam was by himself. Right. He was right. by himself. He was naming the animals, and the animals had suitable helpmeets or suitable spouses. He was. Lonely. But he was, he wouldn't have nobody. Yeah. He he didn't have nobody to talk to. You mm-hmm. know. So yeah. Okay. Well, that was good. I think this is the most I ever talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so yesterday was Christmas, and we should have did this podcast before Christmas, but I always like to talk about this every year. You know, you know the television, and that's the world, so you would expect that, but television is Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Right. They're making Christmas about Santa Claus, you know. Right. And uh, but I don't understand it when the people of God do the same thing. You know, they should understand that there's always going to be the devil creating that diversion away from God so that he won't get his glory. And so I won't so he won't get the focus and he won't get his just due. And I just don't understand why the people of God do the Santa Claus stuff. I mean, you see it in churches and stuff. And I'm like, no, let's keep Santa Claus out of Christmas. You know, let's not fall for that. They do that for Easter too. Oh, the Easter bunny too. Rabbit. Yeah. The bunny. Everything <laughs> the Easter that's bunny. affiliated with God, yeah. they right. want to change it. And you know what the Bible says about God? One of his characteristics. 
what he's a jealous he's guy. jealous yeah you know god is a jealous god you know he don't like sharing his glory no, you know um you know I, I heard a person one time say man in this life you need jesus and you need a college degree you know no you just need jesus yeah, you, need jesus. <laughs> you know <laughs> and then some people say you need god and you need a gun no you need jesus yeah. you know <laughs> so people yeah. are always wanting to put stuff with god and God is enough, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when it comes to his glory, when it comes to his honor, when it comes to his recognition, he, he wants it all. He don't want to share no spotlight. Yeah. And, um, go and ahead. Sometimes they, you know, Christmas, mm-hmm. you told me this and I wasn't even thinking about it like that. You know how you say Xmas and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Right. I didn't think anything negative about it. And then when you said that you should say Christmas, Christ, mm-hmm. Christmas is, you know. Because they wanted to X Christ wanted, out of the word Christmas right, at one time. Right, and, right. And, oh, that's just the abbrevi- that's just the abbreviation for Christmas when you don't have enough space. You just X and then put the mass. No, they're no. just trying to take Christ right. out of it. Yeah, that's right. They you are. Know? When I so, thought about it, I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's a set of claws and Xmas and and it's just like, wow, people. But but Jesus is the reason why we celebrate that's Christmas. Right. Jesus is you the know, reason. we celebrate Christmas because it represents his birth. Right. Now we know the twenty fifth is not necessarily the the day he was born. Right. But we don't know the day he was born. So we just came up with a day. To celebrate his birth. And acknowledge him. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and let's and that's keep it. Let's keep it <laughs> right. about his birth. That's right. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, Jesus, God, they, they're the same. They're jealous. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't like sharing their glory with nothing else. Right. You know? And um, let me read this. This is uh, Isaiah 2.11. It says, the lofty looks of a man shall be humbled. And the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down. And the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. You know, he wants he wants his pedestal alone. Mm-hmm. He don't want to share his time, his moments. He don't want to share his recognition. If Christmas is about Christ being born, let's keep it about Christ. Right. And not, let's not let Santa Claus creep into there. <laughs> You know, oh, it's just for the kids. It's just fun for no. It could right. be fun about Jesus for Would the kids, you, right, right? Right, exactly. It, you know, we creative. Right. We can come up with all kind of creative ideas to keep it Christ. Right. You know, but no, it's all you know. It's Santa Claus, and 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 he and he sees you when he's when you're sleeping. He knows when you you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So be good. So now he's got these godlike qualities, Santa Claus. Right, right. See what I'm right. saying? Exactly. It's almost like you're making him out to be an idol. And so God definitely don't like that. No, no, not at all. So um, I have another another one I wanted to read. This is uh, Psalms forty eight thirteen. It says, "Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is excellent. Mm, alone, <laughs> alone. You know, <laughs> it, like I say, he, His name don't need no help. Mm-mm. It don't need to be Christ and something else. Right. It don't need to be." It don't need to be nothing else. It says, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. So, you know, I think the people of God really need to watch that. Because it might this might sound like we're making a big thing out of nothing. But, you know, the Bible's consistent about this. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, God, he, they're jealous. Right. You know, and 
when Jesus came to the world, he came with a purpose to die for the sins of the world, right. you know, which is a big deal. And so we should not allow anything else to take away from his glory. Amen. 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 Yeah. Okay. But I hope y'all had a good Christmas. I hope y'all didn't get stressed out. Sometimes we can get stressed out making it about the presents. And right. We got to get all these presents for these people. And then mm-hmm. you run up a bill and, man, let's just keep it simple and keep it, keep the right perspective. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope that helps somebody. Okay. I want to talk about one more thing. I know somebody might be saying you all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. The mm-hmm. topics. But this is, uh, I saw this today, so I said, I'm going to throw this in here, too. And that's um, the mark of the beast. Um, I think, you know, this is a real big clue as to what we got to be looking for when it comes to the mark of the beast. In uh, Revelations chapter 13, verse 18, John gives us three clues as to what the mark of the beast is. Uh You know, so I'm going to read this verse. He gives us three clues. He says, and here, he says, here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. Okay. For it is the number of a man and his number is 603 score and six. So watch this. Okay. It says, here is wisdom. Now, he gives us three clues. Here is wisdom. Mm-hmm. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. That's the first. Count the number of the beast. Mm-hmm. That's the first clue. And then the second clue, it says, for it is the number of a man. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then he says, and now the third clue, and his number is 603 score and six. Six, six, six. Right. Now, he really gives us four clues. I don't know if, the, if this, this fourth clue was him or not, but he really gives us four clues, okay? So, now let's look at the first clue. It says, here is wisdom, and let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. Now, the beast, uh, it had, in this earlier in this chapter, the beast had, um, what did it have? It had, yeah, it had four-headed leopard. It had the, the the lion and the bear. So that's six heads right there. And then it had the dragon, that, that, that's seven. And then it had ten horns, that's 17. Now, if you go back to chapter 12, it also mentions the Antichrist. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Now, it's even more clear with the Antichrist makes 18. Mm -hmm. So it's even more clear when you read Daniel chapter seven, Daniel chapter seven says seven heads, 10 horns. And then he later on says, and then the midst in the midst of the 10 horns comes a little horn. Mm -hmm. So that's 11 horns and seven heads That's 18. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, if you count the number of the beast, the total number is 18. Okay. Now he says the second clue it is says, for it is the number of a man. Mm-hmm. Now, this this like hit me like a ton of bricks when the war between Russia and Ukraine started okay. because Zelensky, he created a draft and he said all males of the age of 18 must register for the war. 
So that let me know that America is not the only country that considers you a man when you're 18. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now here's 18 again. It's the number of a man. Mm -hmm. 18. Okay. Okay. So then, and he says, the third clue, he says, and his number is 600, three score, and six. So I say, hmm, let me look at that. So when you look at here, it's, it's sixes. Three times. It's 18. Six plus six plus six yeah. is 18. It's 18, yeah. <laughs> now, when you, when you look at all of these, it is really ironic that this verse is number 18. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> this, wow. verse, this number of verse is 18. That so is cool. people been thinking all along that the evil number is 666. Yeah. No, the, the, the number of the Antichrist is going to be 18. Wow, mm-hmm. this is verse 18 right. too. So when we start seeing 18 in the news and and um, probably uh, the smart chips and stuff, mm-hmm. we need to really pay attention because I believe the real mark of the beast is 18. Wow, yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to talk about that because I saw that earlier today and it reminded me of that. So, okay, I hope you, you have enjoyed today's broadcast. If you would like to comment, on anything that was said here today, or if you have any other comments about the Bible, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at Ministries at gmail.com. Yes, Ministries at gmail.com. And uh, we would like to hear what you got to say, and, and we might read your question or comment on the air and, and uh, talk about it. So, again, that's Ministries.com. Okay, do you have anything else to add to this? All right, we're going to close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your mercy, for your loving kindness, for your patience with us. I know sometimes it really takes us a long time to get it right. And I just I just thank you for your patience with us and uh, your mercy. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask that you help hurting people right now in Jesus' name. You know, there's a lot of homeless people out there. And now... In this area where we live, it's cold. And when you're homeless and it's cold, that's really, really a lot of hopeless hopelessness right there going on. So, Lord, we just ask that you raise up people to address this issue, to help hurting people, homeless people, uh, people who are depressed or mental illness, people who are going through, you know, like a life crisis. We just ask that you... Meet them where they are, you know, and send your wonderful Holy Ghost to help them. Uh, These things we ask in the mighty, wonderful, precious name of Jesus, we give you praise, always and forever. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.